it sounds scary, scary, like, oh my gosh, I have to shoot a film and the minimum that's going to cost me is like ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. But if you really want it, that's an investment into yourself, right? Like, you're not going to get anywhere if you don't do that. Like, if you want to be a director and you don't have anything to show for it, then you're just going to be stuck just wanting. You know, so for me, it's like I didn't come for money, but let's just go big and invest as much as possible into my growth and into my projects to be able to get seen. Welcome to Captivate the Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin, an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters, and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Goodwin, and I'm so glad to have you with me today, as always. Thank you so much for your shares and your downloads and for being a subscriber. I love being on this voice journey with you. And I hear from so many of you, and I love it. So thank you for reaching out. Thank you for sending me notes. And I've got a great episode for you today. I've got the first interview of the year. But really quickly, before I dive into that, I want to let you know, keep an eye on the Work With Me tab over at CaptivateTheRoom.com. I've got a free training coming out in September live online free training. I want to make sure you get signed up for that. And then if you are in Los Angeles or New York City, I've got some live workshops, like literally be in the same room live in those cities. Los Angeles is a half day minute mini workshop and New York City is a full day. So make sure you check that out. I'm really delighted with this first interview of the new season. And, you know, speaking of workshops, my guest today actually came to one of the workshops that I do here in Los Angeles. Obviously, I can do a few more here than other places. And I was I was able to learn so much about her in the work that I did with her in the workshops because they're hands-on. We're, we're talking. It's not a lecture series. And she is doing some amazing projects, really, really spoke to me, really neat gal, but doing some very powerful work. And I, and I asked her if she would come onto the show because I have a feeling you are really going to love to hear what she has to say, what she's working on. And I know you're going to want to support her work when you find out what it is. I think you're going to really be delighted to hear from her. So let's head on over to the show. With me on the show today is Sarai Guadetti, and she's created and directed two successful web series, Inspira, which featured inspiring Latino leaders in America. Inspira was nominated for an Imahen, Imahen, I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, award. We'll get her to clarify when she comes on in 2012. Her previous web series, Planet Progress, fiscally sponsored by Ida, won a special hero award from My Hero International Film Festival and awarded and was awarded with a Webby honoree recognition. In 2015, her feature documentary, American Dreamers, premiered at the LA Film Festival, which was released by Gravitas Ventures and Tug Inc. in 2016. 
In 2017, Sarai produced feature film Love in 266 Miles, which is set to be released in fall of 2019. Sarai has also produced a handful of short films from Nayleep's Again, all these awards, I got to double check with her when I get her on here. Swimming in the Desert, starring Tony Plana from Ugly Betty, AFI DWW's The Haircut, starring Bailey Noble of True Blood, Molly Quinn, Castle, and Walter Fauntleroy, Heaven, Balan, starring Shelby Rabara from Goliath, and most recently, Sarai has written and directed web series pilot Entanglement, starring Shelley Lukes of Strike Back, which premiered at the San Francisco Latino Film Festival in 2018, and Lady Justice, starring Mariana Vicente, Selfless, which premiered at the California Women's Film Festival in July 2019. In addition, Sarai works in television, having worked on various scripted comedies and dramas in production and post-production, and presently on Supergirl as an associate producer. Sarai, welcome to the show. Thank you. (laughs) I'm so glad to have you here. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Okay, before we dive in, tell me everything I messed up on this bio. You got too much good stuff on here. The the, the Emma Hen? Imahen Award? Imahen. Imahen. Okay. All right. It's a Latino uh, awards or Latinx awards, if you will. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. And I think I messed up another one. There was another award in here. Nalip? Nalip, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what kind of, what what is that, Nalip? Uh, So Nalip, they actually, they're um, a Latino organization And they do film festivals, they do grants, they have like um, um, film markets that are open to a lot of like independent filmmakers. So it's like the National Association of like Latino Independent Producers. I'm not, I think I'm getting that right. Um, So they just help a lot of independent producers um, that are Latino in background um, just move up in their career or find funding or also celebrate their achievements. Yeah. That's awesome. They're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Before well, desert was was produced um, under under them, like through a program. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Well, listeners, I want to give you just a, a tiny bit of not a big, long, extravagant backstory, but you might be thinking, okay, where did I meet Sarai? And she actually came to a workshop I had. And we got to work together a lot over the course of that three hours. And the more I learned about her, the more fascinated I was with not only her work, but the work that she's putting out into the world and just who she is and the mark that she's making, the legacy that she's leaving. And of course, you know, I think she may have been horrified when I said, hey, you want to come on the show? But I'm so glad to have her. You're going to just love she's doing some amazing things. So I want to talk about all the amazing things, but I want to start with, you're an associate producer in Hollywood. (laughs) On on Supergirl. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if uh, a lot of people know what that means because there are a lot of producers in, in, especially in TV and most of them are like writers, right? Like you have your co-producer, producer, or supervising producer. And then you have in production, your line producer, or like your producing director that are producers. As an associate producer, 
you'll see that typically in post-production. So it's more management of the post-production process. And you work closely with the writers and with production, but you're making sure that the final product is, you know, the vision is carried through. And, and especially with Supergirl, there's a lot of the effects. Um, mm. So we kind of manage that process and making sure that production shooting what we need in case we need to put up or anything like that. Any ADR. So it's all the, uh, what happens after production. After you- so you said VFX? Or effects? Visual effects, yeah. Okay, so tell my listeners what that is, because they may not know what that is. Yeah, so visual effects in, say, a show like Supergirl will do a lot of, like, CG stuff where, like, we'll build, like, ships, like, because it's dealing with aliens and, and you know, Supergirl that comes from the planet Krypton, right, or Argo now, because Krypton's gone. So we will build this, like, planet in space and that is a visual effect like full cg but it can very much be easy like supergirl flying right obviously a human can't fly so we'll build um her digi double so we'll like scan her build her double and she'll fly in the sky and we can like make her do different stuff right so that's a visual effect and it can also come down to just like when there's a lot of stunts happening and like Supergirl's fighting like another demon or alien and they're on rigs with like wires. So it can also be very simple of just like painting that stuff out so that it looks like this very dynamic and unhumanly possible fight. Wow, that is so amazing. I'm so fascinated with that. Yeah. And, and all the things you can do, right? You can do so much. And it's been, you know, as a producer and like director independently, like I've learned so much just like being in post-production because I know like what we can and cannot do and how much things cost, right? Because Mm -hmm. in the independent world, you're like, what can I get away with with very little money? Yeah. (laughs) So it's it's really prepared me for that kind of stuff. Like, oh, like we can get away with that. Or like, it will probably just be like a couple thousand dollars just to do like this one little fix, right? So yeah, it's great. And then also like in a superhero show like that, you have so much more creativity and like fun in getting into like the mix, right? And like the sound effects and the music. Mm. It's just so much more, I feel like it's richer than like a typical drama that's just dealing with more emotional stuff than like your big explosions, your big fights and, you know, heroic stuff. Like you just have a lot more fun with it, which is great. And that, you know, that sounds to me like a lot of pressure, your job. Is it a lot of pressure? Yeah, it, it, it comes, it becomes a lot of pressure because we shoot these massive episodes that are like mini films with very little time. So that's where the pressure comes in, where like you're trying to turn things around very quickly and applying pressure on like your visual effects, you know, uh, team and your editors and you know, production to like turn things around because we need to build like a digi head on this like, you know, uh, character. So yeah, so the pressure is more of like the quick turnaround and obviously in like making sure that everything looks good. Yeah. Because we, as like, you know, the management of, of in post, like we make sure that everything is the absolute best and perfect. There's no imperfections, there's no artifacting. So that when it goes to get the actual QC process, um, which is like quality control, right? Um, that that you've done pretty much all their job and they just have to say, passed. It looks great. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's, you know, I work with a lot of television actors and that's one of the things that they are, that they all, they don't even have to tell me. I see it, that there's just an extraordinary amount of work that gets accomplished in a, in one day that are very long work days with the people that I've worked with. But I don't, I wonder sometimes if, if the, the people watching at home realize the incredibly quick turnaround and what has to get accomplished in the course of a day. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's, it, there's so much that goes into it. Yeah. There'll be like every year we do crossovers with all the other shows and that just becomes so much more of an ordeal because you're working with all the producers and all the actors on every show and like building like this mini series together. So yeah, it's, it, you know, I can't go into it too much, but our next crossover is going to be huge. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, what's it like? But, you know, the, there's been a the Hollywood and women have been in the news for, for a while, for a little while. We don't need to go down that track. But I know I'm trying to think like the listeners would be thinking, what's it like being a, a, a woman in film and TV in Hollywood? Yeah. Uh, you know, I've been in the industry for, I mean, not forever, obviously, I'm not in, just in my 30s, but I've been in, in it for like at least 15 years. And I could say that in the beginning, I feel like maybe it was a little bit harder because you had, for me, you had the age thing and then also like the female, mm. you know, and female Latina thing too, because, you know, women of color also kind of have more barriers to cross, if you will. And then like also with, with hey <laughs> so you know all those kind of factors i didn't really like experience too much of that of like not being able to succeed but i did feel that it was slower in the beginning where now i feel like there's more opportunities and people that are willing to look at your work that you've done independently and and judge it so that you can actually cross over into mainstream and that's what i'm trying to do right now is be able to direct television and I started you know directing a lot of short films on my own on the side and with those projects they'll now be able to take me a little bit more seriously so I think I d- there wasn't that those programs weren't in place like you know 10 years ago when I was mm-hmm. which for me I think it's fine because I think that the more that you're in the industry the more that you know <laughs> oh for sure it was just like anything yeah yeah so in terms of like yes I wish that I could have crossed over and been a director in TV like seven years ago, but like now I'm like, especially with post, like I know a lot more mm. and I'm better you know, prepared to like take on a lot of different shows because of the knowledge that I've gained. Um, but yeah, there, you know, there's, it's, it's really exciting because you have like AFI directing workshop for women that has programs, you know, Warner brothers, HBO, NBC, Fox, and a lot of them are focused more on diversity. So, you know, you have them looking more at like, you know, women and, and people of color now. So it's great. You know, I, I, I would say that it's a lot more exciting and a lot more opportunities. But I feel now I think that we just need to be in the mindset of you're worth it and removing that fear of making that big step because now you're having these like women and people of color like phoenix or having these opportunities but it's like they're still doubting themselves yeah or like you know taking any pay just because you just started out it's like no like you're worth it you're incredible and you've like shown it by shooting all these like side stuff so 
there's that. And there's also like people that are already kind of in the industry and are bypassing a lot of people because they have a connection. And that also is like a little hard. That's what you're dealing with right now. So I think that if we as uh, women like have the the confidence and, and know our worth, I think that we can make it, you know, um, to the next step of our careers for sure with ease. Yeah, that's the, yeah. I love everything that you said there. And, you know, I'm glad to hear that it's changing. I figured it was, it had to, it needed to, but you know, I remember before you were born, (laughs) probably when I was a television actor and I mean, it was even me, you know, I don't know listeners if you've ever seen me, but I've got, you know, dark hair. It it was all blonde broadcaster, you know, I mean, it just, that was it. And so from somebody that started in the industry back then, and of course I never do that kind of work anymore, but I've seen it shift and change significantly. So I'm glad to hear that it really is. And I love what you said about the the labels, because I think that sometimes I just actually heard somebody talking about this yesterday and it was amazing. We're going to label right? People are going to label. It's just like judgment. When I talk about and teach judgment, people are going to judge, but it's up to us to take the labels off that they say we are. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then also like, just to like tag on to like what I was saying, like, I feel that like, if when you are, say if a female, a woman or a person of color is in a position of power, those are actually the only shows that are creating change. So you have Ava DuVernay, right? Like she's making sure that she, you know, reaches out for the filmmakers that are just right behind her and giving her episodes, um, giving them episodes on on the show that she has, right? And you have Tanya Siracho, who is a, a showrunner on Vida, which is on Stars. Like you have her hiring only Latinas. Um, to direct and their entire like writer's room is like female or LGBTQ. So that's the only way and reason that I'm seeing any kind of change happening. Mm. Seeing them at the top, like women at the top and people of color at the top, being able to bring those, um, bring everyone else in. Right. Oh, okay. The opportunity. So I don't think that you're seeing it across the board. I think you're only seeing it, and you're seeing it more often, yes, because they're having more women, you know, take charge. But and and also there's male, you know, we have a showrunner. Our showrunners are um, female and male, and the males also very like, okay, we have to like run Supergirl. We have to like be cautious about or um, aware of, you know, who we hire also, and you know who we put out and our characters and everything. So um, yeah, so it's just really the person at the top is is the one that has to be open. I see. I see. Shonda. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I know we've got a ways to go. Don't don't get me wrong. I definitely know that. Shonda Rhimes probably significant in that movement. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And she's also helping a lot of, um, you know, people just getting their first break as like a showrunner or like a writer, like, you know, bringing a show to her and her kind of carrying it to the top. So, yeah. So you definitely have uh, a lot of that, like, and she did that with like, you know, Alan Pompeo. So you have a lot of different like female, like mentorships that are like, just you know, it's a ripple effect, right? Like helping the next. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But I just wanted to add that because I didn't want it to be like, 
it's fixed. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, no, no, we definitely knew it, it wasn't fixed, yeah. right? Not even close. But so, so much, so much more happening than certainly thirty years ago, for sure. I mean, it was ridiculous thirty years ago. I mean, I'd have blonde hair. It's ridiculous. Okay, all right. So I want to jump over one of the most fascinating things that I learned about you and your work in our time together was in your film, Lady, is it Lady Justice? Is that, yeah, yeah. I want to talk about that. I want you to talk to us about what that film, I mean, first of all, the, the core premise of the film, I think is, I mean, th- th- that's really why I wanted to bring you on the show because I think it is so important and so extraordinary. So tell us about Lady Justice. Let's just start with the premise of the show and then, then I've got some more questions for you. Yeah. Um, so there's two parts to like Lady Justice where like I first wrote it as a short film, knowing that I wanted to develop this into a TV series. So I did write the pilot and obviously like the, the premise of the long line for the, the pilot's going to be more involved where, so the show is about a sex trafficked um, victim survivor who now takes it into her, she's a social worker by day and mother by day and vigilante by night. So she now takes down bad guys and goes after traffickers and sex traffickers um, and, and help a lot of women out. But she does it in a vigilante way where she gathers them up. She doesn't kill them. She just gathers them, uh, injects them with, um, with a tranquilizer dart and then calls the police so that they can round them up. So, so she's kind of like a Batman, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. The short film, it, it's 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 a, it's her already as Lady Justice, where she's already going into, um, and, and it starts off with her going into like this factory where, or this warehouse where women are being taken into, and she takes all the all the men down, calls the cops, and then takes the bad guys down, right, and saves the women, and then you see her going into her home, and you see her saying goodnight to her daughter, and then getting into bed with her husband. So like you see these like two worlds that are juxtaposed because it's like, holy crap, like who is this woman? Right. You want to know about her. So in the, in the pilot and the show that I'm doing, it will be her origin story. So we'll start off with her day to day as a social worker, you know, because she is a survivor and a victim of sex trafficking. She wanted to do something that, that helped, you know, women and children from not falling into what she fell into. So she became a social worker, but up in, as a social worker, she's coming up against like all these like loopholes where, you know, foster parents that are not equipped to like take care of children or, you know, molesting their children or treating them like slaves. That actually happens in the foster yeah. care system, you know, yeah. I really want to shine a light, not only on trafficking or like just, you know, different criminal enterprises, but I also want to focus on like the foster care system, the good and the bad of it. Right. Like I'm not saying it's all bad, but the good and the bad of it. So in, in the pilot, she does have um, a, a case where a young girl falls into like um, into that, you know, being molested and being kidnapped. So, and, and the police are like, you know, doing the, their best they could, but are very slow. And the, the whole sy- social worker like system is also like very slow. So she's like, we got to do something now. And she takes it into her own hands to like, and do her own inv- investigation, even though she's not a cop. Luckily, her best friend in the show is a detective. And although at first she's like, okay, like I'll help you out, but like you got to stay out of it. She's like, mm. 
they have very different views at that at towards the end of the show or the pilot because the detective was like hey there's a system in place for a reason the law is on our side and you know the good guys always win that's her mentality right but you have alice who's our lady justice we're like wow but what if the system doesn't work what if it fails us what then now right so there's like these discussions that I want to have throughout the series of like debating like, okay, well, what happens when the system is broken? You know, what do you do? And I'm not saying like everyone should be a vigilante, but do this. Yeah, right. <laughs> Disclaimer. Hold yeah. on a minute. Hold on a minute. Be safe. Right. <laughs> you do take Krav Maga. It's the best fighting system. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, yeah. that's, well, and that's, you know, the, I just, I'm just, speechless at the horror stories I've read. I can't, I can't even believe that there's a film that you had to make that is based on reality on this topic, mm-hmm. on, on any of it. Okay. The, the sex trafficking, the children trafficking, the, and, and I, and I am no way meaning to criticize the foster care system or social workers because there is so much good. Yeah. But I've also read those stories about the kids that literally ran away because it was so horrific, you know, and, and the fact that we're even having a conversation about a film that had to be made about this is just heartbreaking to me. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, a lot of the, like, I've interviewed a lot of social workers and, um, you know, there's a lot of things that we don't know. Like they have hundreds of cases. Yeah. That they just don't have the manpower to like be able to focus on each one. Right? Yeah. And they also are not able to give their personal, you know, phone number or any kind of personal contact you know, everything has to be by the book so there's also only so much that you can do as a student, yeah. right and and there's a lot of like wins and everything but yeah like with domestic abuse and like and also like in terms of domestic abuse situations you have these women that are also very scared but like they don't want to say much like i'm okay right so like the social work is like well, are you you know like are you really like you can actually like tell me more and we can help you but so yeah it's just, it's, it's very complex. <laughs> it's very complex from start to finish. It's very complex, but I think it is such a crucial topic. I think it is. I don't, I, I recently read something and you tell me if I'm wrong, but that human trafficking was out surpassed drugs, drug trafficking. It's like the number one, that and organs, humans and organs. Oh, wow. I didn't hear about the organs, but yeah, it's alongside the, the trafficking of illegal drugs and weapons. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 I, it's just unbelievable. And so I love the, the premise that the whole show is, is based on. And yeah, don't go be a vigilante, even though I think that's, I think we need her. I think we need her for real, but yeah. don't, don't do yeah. that. And don't say you heard it on this show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so you say pilot. So you make the pilot, which you've made the pilot. I and wrote the pilot script, yes. Okay, and has it been shot yet? No, not the. No, film. okay. It's not a short film, so oftentimes, like when you write a pilot, especially for me, as um, this is my first pilot that I've written, and as me as a writer as well, and it's funny because I fell into it out of necessity to like have something that I can direct. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, very common. Yeah, but I fell in love with the writing process, and. Um, so because it's my first one, I have a lot that I need to like put out there. Like, Hey, look at me. 
I'm capable like with my script. So I had to write the full script. And I also shot the short film that I'm using to, to pitch as well. So I'm saying like, Hey, like this is a little bit about the world that you'll see. Okay. Yeah. So visually they'll be able to see it, but in terms of the full pilot um, has not been shot. And usually you don't shoot it when you're trying to like pitch it to, you know, studio or network so that they can, they will then shoot it. Got it. Okay. Just, just to, because I don't think that my, I don't know, maybe my listeners know, but the, but this whole process, you know, you think about, ind- oh, an independent filmmaker. Oh, it's like no big deal. They make a movie and they get some money and la la. Oh no, no, no. It's incredibly complex. So the goal is that it's a feature and, and for now you are sending it to film festivals. Is that correct? Um, the goal of it is for Lady Justice, the goal is as a TV series. TV series. Okay. Okay. I got that wrong. But I shot the, um, the short film. So I am going to film festivals with the short film, which is, um, you know, we premiered at the California Women's Film Festival, which is great. And we got the uh, audience award for it. The second place audience award, which is great. <laughs> that's amazing. That's yeah. so amazing. That Because yeah. that's huge. That's a huge festival. Uh, yeah, you know what? It, it's 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 definitely growing for sure. Um, and we want it, we we just started submitting to like uh, Sundance and like all like the bigger festivals. So um, hopefully they start getting accepted um, accepted into those festivals. I think we'll start hearing towards the end of towards the fall is when we'll get all our acceptance letters. Hopefully, acceptance letters. <laughs> yeah, and that's a full time job, right? In and of itself, submitting. <laughs> And that's a thing that a lot of, also a lot of independent filmmakers when they're doing their film, like they're not, and, and granted, like you can raise money for that part, but it's also very expensive because yeah. like, think about it. Like if you're submitting and short films are a little bit less than feature films, but like each submission ranges from like 35 to hundred dollars. <sighs> right. Oh. So you end up spending like thousands of dollars like trying to like get into festivals yeah so like you have to have like at least a two thousand you know one thousand or two thousand dollar budget to get into a a handful of festivals yeah wow yeah and so are you actively crowdfunding or did you do crowdfunding or yeah so we did crowdfunding um in the beginning for the short film and because like, honestly, like I, I wrote this towards the end of last year and then come like second week of January, I realized that there was like some competitions that were due at the end of January. So I only had like two weeks to prep. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so I didn't do a big crowdfunding. I did enough where I'm like, okay, like maybe I can raise like $6,000, which I did, which is great. I oh, think I, I think we raised like 6,500 and the rest came out of me getting credit cards and maxing them out. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I've heard that you guys do that, that that's the independent filmmaker way. Yeah. Because mine, you know, dealt with like stunts and dealt with like a lot of like, you know, extras and all this different stuff that like it ended up costing about like, you know, 22, $23,000. So like the 6,000 was great, but the rest came out of my pocket that I'm still paying off. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it, it's a thing. It's like, I feel it, it sounds scary, scary. Like, oh my gosh, I have to shoot a film and the minimum that's going to cost me is like ten fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. But if you really want it, that's an investment into yourself, right? Yeah. Like you're not going to get anywhere if you don't do that. 
Like if you want to be a director and you don't have anything to show for it, then you're just going to be stuck just wanting, you know? So for me, it's like, I didn't come for money, but let's just go big and invest as much as possible into my growth and into my projects to be able to get seen. And that will pay off. I mean, I see that even in working with people, you know, that, that it, it's literally I've done research on it. When, when people are fighting the money, fighting the investment, they, there is resistance and there is struggle in getting results. And it happens every time. So that's why I'm so hardcore on the front end. But it's the same kind of thing. It's like you've got to be willing. It's about faith and risk, right? Yeah, all about faith. Oh my gosh. And I think I like my, my husband and I, he also is very like worried about money all the time and mm. everything. Like, um, and because he did like he had a family that had money and then it just all went away kind of thing, right? So like he's always had this fear of, about it. But I'm like, I came from nothing and I've made it this far. <laughs> so I always say like money comes and goes. I'm not very precious with it. Obviously yeah. I gotta pay my bills and my rent, but like it's this constant flow and and, yeah. and you're gonna be okay and you we have family, like you know, if we need to make sacrifices, we will, but it's always going to come. And if we have this like ultimate goal that we're putting all our energy, including, you know, financial and, you know, investments into it, then you're going to make it. And then at the end, in a year, a couple of years from now, that money is just going to keep flowing. <laughs> it's, it's so true. And it's like, it's same with, same with voice work. And it's like, what are you going to get if you don't invest? Right. Okay. You're sitting there going 15 years later going, man, I really, and that's what happens to the people that show up to me way, 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 way later in their life. They always say, I wish I'd done this 10 years ago. And so it really, you know, I, and I, and I think that's one of the things that I see so many independent filmmakers do is they love the, they love it so much and they believe in their project so much that they will get all the credit cards and max them out because they believe in it and they love it so much, right? Yeah, yeah. And the, all you have to do is like, okay, just, you know, stop going out, you know, to eat for for a few months so that you can- Right. Right. So right. Like small adjustments to get there, you know, are totally worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, even speaking of just like in, in, in investing in yourself, it's like, the reason why I sought you out is because, or like I did a Google search and found you, which I'm so grateful for. Aww. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's because I'm like, all right, like, I feel like I, I produce um, content that is beautiful, that is great and impactful. And I've worked with a lot of amazing filmmakers, um, you know, in collaboration with, but like, it always comes down to like when I'm ready to release and everyone wants to like interview you or talk to you about it. And I, that's where I freeze. Yeah. But sometimes I joke, I'm like, I just wish that I can be a ghost, like creating stuff, you know? Yeah. 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 But if I really want to excel and like get to the next level, I need to be able to be a confident speaker and, you know, go into pitch meetings and not get nervous and not have my heart beating so fast. So yeah. I think that's another, that's my next step of like, becoming a true confident uh filmmaker badass producer director is to fix my voice yeah 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 Yeah. well and you're doing it and you're doing great well will you do any more crowdfunding or fundraising or anything Uh, along the way or credit card city (laughs) (laughs) it's always like hard because it's like at this point it's already done right so like asking for money i think the, the um oh okay yeah. So I, I'm always very like, 
when do I ask for money? Right. Like this just happened. So I sometimes just save it for like, Oh, my next project, which I will have another project. I am doing actually another project right now. Um, it's a comedy trailer that I'm shooting that I'm directing and producing. And then come next year, I'm going to be shooting another short film, which I'll be doing crowdfunding for that. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, and I'll ask you then again before we wrap up today, but I have to have some kind of contact information or something where people, where the listeners can keep an eye on what you're doing yeah. and maybe even throw you some money when you're doing the next crowdfunding to support yeah. your projects. I love that. Um, so people, I mean, I'm very open to people contacting me either by, uh, via email or um, Instagram's like another great. Okay. Okay. Uh, on Instagram, I'm, my full name, it's Sarai D. Guidetti. So you can find me there. I'm on Facebook uh, under Sarai Guidetti. Okay. We'll put those links in the show notes so that everybody that wants to follow what you're doing and follow Lady Justice can do that. Yeah. Because I think it's, I just think it's so important, the work that you're doing. I think it's important on so many levels. The, the show, the concept, as a female director, as a Latino female director, I mean, you just really really doing some great stuff. And, and that's not all the great stuff you're doing. You've got a big program that you've put together, the summit. Tell us a little bit about that and what that's about. Yeah. So, um, it's funny because every new year's resolution, I always come up with something big. (laughs) Oh, okay. Like a few, um, I think it was maybe three, four years ago, I started this, um, women's like networking mixer. And we did it like every quarter and then it kind of, everyone got really busy, but everyone who I gathered together, like my friends who are amazing producers and writers, but like now we're like, all right, let's like do one more thing that's big and impactful. And so we're doing a women's summit and the summit is going to be more focused on like, okay, cool. Like there's a lot of uh, great programs. There's a lot more opportunities for females, but like, how do we, you know, get to that next level and on, on offense, right? Like, okay, reach back. So we're thinking about having like a, a panel where there's um, an established, you know, like say like a Shonda and like someone that she's helped out. Right. So like Eva Longoria, I've heard that Eva Longoria has, has pushed Gina Rodriguez when she was on um, Jane the Virgin to like, Hey, this is your chance to direct. Like, you know, take your, take your opportunity. You're a star of the show this is when you get to ask, right? And then she started doing a lot more and becoming a producer and everything. So so we're doing where like the women help other women panel. And then we're just doing another one on, okay, like the psychology of it all, right? Like how do we as women, um, you know, like I was saying, like find our worth and and gain the confidence and and be able to ask for the, for, you know, for good pay without just saying, um, oh, okay, like that's what you're offering. Cool, I'll take it because yeah, me as a producer and like in, and interviewing people that I hire, like this past time, like every male pretty much said, "Well, I want more. Can you get me more?" Where the females weren't really asking for that. So I also want to have a focus on that on on just developing everyone's like confidence and like you know you're worth it. Ask for ask for what you deserve to get paid for, right? So, um, and, and so that's the, the women's summit. And I think that it would be amazing to like have you also to talk more about the boys, because that's, again, I'm struggling with that. Right. Yeah. 
been in the industry for for a while, but I'm still struggling with like my voice being so soft and low and not and, and not yeah the vibrance that it needs to be to be able to have people look at me. Yeah. Well, I hope I can come out and talk to you guys. I think it would be amazing. And and it's so true. There's so many societal implications, first of all, on women's voices. But I also it would I know you and I talked about that, what you just said. I love what you just said about okay, the men all go in and say, and this is no criticism, guys. You know I love you. The the men all go in and say, Yep, I need more money. But I just had another conversation with someone. I can't remember who it was. But they literally said the same thing. And this is a this is, you know, another article or research or whatever, that there is an issue with wage disparity. The women aren't saying anything. And again, I'm not criticizing the women because I know a lot of them are, but we gotta look at that piece. Yeah. We can't say, well, there's wage disparity. And then we've got a situation where women are afraid to use their voice. Yeah. Right. And it, and it all links in with that worth that you're talking about. And, and I just did a whole, I think a whole month, I did a women's live trainings and webinars and all this about we've got to get past this two choices. Women feel they have two choices. This is the societal implication. Well, I'm nice or I'm a, you know what? And, and it's not either or. It's there's power in the middle. And, you know, your Oprah Winfrey's, they work in that middle power. They're not little girls and they're not terrors either, you know? And so that's, that's where certainly the work needs to be done from my end is that really deliver clarity on how much, you know, where is that power and, and that power, power and arrogance, like confidence and arrogance, they get misconstrued and confidence is not arrogance, right? That's a different tone. So when's that coming up in January? In January. And um, I can, I think we just did a, a link, a website, a temporary website right now. So I'll, I'll give you that. Okay. Right now we're just focusing on gathering um, the panelists and as well as like host and getting some, trying to get some sponsors for it. Oh, good. Yeah. Because for me, like I, I, I'm always discouraged and seeing um, like, programs come you know that come up but they cost so much money yeah so i want to be able to make it affordable if not free so that people can actually like because i feel like i need this <laughs> yeah oh for sure yeah. for sure making money it's about like hey like we need to come together as a sisterhood to help each other out so it's it's not about money so we're trying to get sponsors so that we can not have to charge for it Oh, that's great. Okay. So if any listeners, if you want to sponsor this event, you make sure you check out the show notes and that we'll put this website that you've got. And of course, all your information, because I think that there's work to be done there. I don't mean to be critical, but I think that there's work to be done there as well in how are women really supporting each other? Right. Yeah. Like the the real way, the way we really, really want not the illusion way. And and I don't mean that mean, but you all know what I'm talking about. Don't pretend like you don't, right? So this is exciting. So we'll put all this information in the show notes. Maybe we'll get you some sponsors. I have listeners all over the world. I don't know who's in Los Angeles, but I bet I've got a few people. That would be incredible. <laughs> I know, right? Maybe I should sponsor that thing, right? Captivate the room, sponsors. Yeah, 
And it's primarily for women in film, though. Is that is that women in film and TV? For women in film and TV and media, yeah. Media, okay. All right, very good, very good. Yeah. All right. That we know best, so I don't know about the other industries. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's exciting, and I, I hope that all goes really, really perfect, just the way you want it. All right, well, what else? What else amazing are you doing out in the world? Um, I mean, gosh, like I'm just focusing on, on, on my career, yeah. like, uh, uh, you know, going, which is great. Um, and then I'm, I'm, I told you that I'm doing this, uh, the comedy trailer yeah. for, it's actually my actress on Lady Justice. So it's going to be funny seeing her, not funny, but like, you know, you'll, you'll see yeah. her badass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, beating people up and now she's going to be a more like light and fun character on this comedy trailer that they're um they're also going to be writing the pilot and then i'm just directing the trailer for it okay that with you once it's done as well oh yeah yeah and then i'm also developing another series on um a female a young female boxer from east la Mm. Um, so focusing on that and just once that's done and written i'm going to be just in and yeah my comfort zone and and saying like look at these projects and look at me yeah 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 well that's some exciting stuff some great stories and great projects and and uh we want to support you i know me and the listeners to support you any way we can so thank you so much for coming on the show today and talking to us about all your all your amazing things that you're doing thank you thanks for having me Yeah. And thank you, listeners. I'm going to put all these links and everything in the show notes. We'll make sure you have everything you need to follow Sarai. But thank you for being with me as always. I'm going to wrap it up for today. Until I see you next time, you know what to do. Get out there and speak your truth. Just do it beautifully. Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at CaptivateTheRoom.com and be sure to grab The Voice Formula, a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. 